Well, hi, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. I'm going to try something new here. I am going to um, first next week um, on Monday, we're going to answer your questions, not just the ones you write on here. If you have a question for me, you can answer it, ask it ahead of time. Um, and I'm going to give you a link in the comment section um, right there. And that's the link you go to at the bottom and just click on and we have a couple of things we ask you. You don't have to give us any information, but just uh, tell us who you are and give us your question and we're going to answer those next week. I'm going to try something different here. I'm going to bring this full screen and see if I can see um, your guys's answers like see if I can still see your comments. So write a comment on here. What I did is I full screen this on my computer and uh, to try to see if this is going to work. Um, but I'm hoping that this is going to show me your comments at the same time. It says that it does, but I haven't seen anything yet. Our show tonight is sponsored by Chris Daniel Family Dentistry and Denture Center. My Dr. Bratlin has hired a denturist, a professional. Uh, they can do denture work, one complete sets, everything you need. Um, Dr. Bratlin, if you don't know, is a freedom-loving dentist in Eugene, Oregon, and he's very outspoken. In fact, he just put out some new commercials challenging people um, to get out and be part of the solution here. I'm going to go back here and look. Oh, see, it doesn't bring your it doesn't bring your questions up. So I'm going to have to stay on this big one. Hey, David Garcia, how are you? Hi, Liz. Um, <clears throat> from in Oklahoma. What the hell are you doing in Oklahoma? Uh, so again, you guys, on the 30th, uh, if you email your questions ahead of time, uh, we'll have those, uh, we'll, we'll answer your questions. You can ask anything you want. Doesn't mean I'm going to answer it, but you can ask anything you want. So tonight is Freestyling. Our other sponsor is BS Free MD. If you have not listened to this podcast, yes, you're missing out. Tim and May are doctors from Oregon, very outspoken during the pandemic because a lot of it didn't make sense to them because they're doctors. <laughs> they read the box on the masks and they understand. Um, yeah, tell me where you're from when you guys write on here. That'd be really cool. A lot of people are doing that. I really like seeing where you are. Um, that's kind of fun. But I'm looking for questions from you. I got a couple things on my mind that I want to talk about. Um, but I also on Monday, uh, these have become super popular with you guys. Um, you just asked me, write in a question, bring up something that's bothering you. Um, fiber, etc. bought commercial land. I won't blow up your spot. I'll direct message you. Okay. All right, David, that's fine. Uh, Vicki is from Missouri. So did you guys hear about the um, mayor of Chicago today? <laughs> Lightfoot, lighthead. Um, yeah. So here's her solution. They're, you know, they're, they're having crime is rampant, running out of just like crazy and people are getting robbed and, and stuck, you know, they're getting stuck up by people on the streets and they're stealing their money. So here's her solution. <laughs> I may, her solution is don't bring cash to Chicago. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but it's pretty sad. So that is the mayor of Chicago. That's her answer is um rick from roswell new mexico oh i know who it is okay yeah come on up to montana we'd love to have you um but yeah so her solution to people getting robbed um and and people lifting their cash off of them is that people should not bring cash to chicago instead just bring credit cards <laughs> 
No, I didn't make this stuff up. Um, it is true. That is in the news today. Um, did you also see where Oregon is number one when it comes to uh, not taking care of drug problems uh, with people having a, the number of drug cases that they have and the number of drug problems? And they, a, a company did a survey of all 50 states. Now, unfortunately, uh, Montana came in, I think, number two. <laughs> so I, I tend to I tend to live in states where they have drug problems. Um, hey, Zach, how you doing, man? <clears throat> but I don't know enough about, <clears throat> excuse me, Montana yet to tell you what the solution here would be. But in Oregon, you know, come on, Governor Kotak, you have to figure it out. Measure 110 didn't work. You opened the door and invited drug addicts to come to your state. Now you've got a homelessness issue. You're just going to throw money at, at solutions. You're charging everybody in the state of Oregon for your Portland and Salem and Eugene Springfield homeless problems. And people in rural Oregon should be pissed off because your tax dollars are going to pay to do for stuff that you have absolutely nothing to do with and you can't change it because you can't get a governor that represents you. That's what's wrong in Oregon. I mean, seriously wrong. How many people are they got at least close to a little less than half the population voting population? So to me, I kind of have to wonder, somebody wrote a really interesting comment today. Say so people in Oregon aren't going to change, and I think this is typical of people everywhere, aren't going to change until <clears throat> it directly impacts them. So until you have someone in your life die of a fentanyl overdose or end up homeless on the street, that we don't pay attention. Is that apathy? The drug problem in Montana is probably weed. <laughs> I didn't read that part of it. <clears throat> I was too busy looking at Oregon. And like I said, I'm not as informed of Montana yet. So I don't know what that problem is. It probably there's quite a few people in um, low income situations in a lot of the rural state and everything like that. I have a feeling that's probably some of it, but I'm not trying to speak out of turn. Um, do you guys think apathy is the problem? Um, are we an apathetic society? Is Oregon an apathetic state? And I think part of the problem is. Um, the, the ruling class, let's call it that. Let's call it the ruling class in Oregon. Um, <clears throat> what they like to do is feel good. So nobody wants to feel bad and be like the bad parent or the good parent who actually puts limits on people and says, no, you can't do that. So instead of really putting the responsibility back on people, we put it on no one. <laughs> or what we do is we put the responsibility on taxpayers' dollars. So they have to pay because we as leaders don't have the balls to do what needs to be done. And um, so instead of really, and, and, and really, is that compassion? Is that kindness? No. But for any of us that speak out like this, um, then all of a sudden we become labeled anti-homeless, non-compassionate. How is it compassion for you as a leader in Oregon to allow this to happen, that you let this get out of hand for three years and now you've got a problem where your state is in the shitter and you got homeless people everywhere. You've, they're coming from all over the country. If you go out and talk to them, they're not locals. These are people coming here because they know that they'll get a fine a hundred bucks if they're caught with meth or heroin or other cocaine or other hard drugs and they don't have to do anything. And then you give them free medical care, you give them free housing, you give them, um, you know, it, it's, it's like club med and you wonder why you have the problem that you have. 
Uh, no, it has to do with education and treatment, but they don't want to do that either. I see people make fun of the homeless and the mentally ill. I think we as a state, well, you as a state, Oregon, um, you, you, you know, you talk about mental health, but you don't put any money behind it. So you can talk until you're blue in the face, but you got a mental health crisis and you have for probably five years and, 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 and God, and you just, and even at one point, do you remember when governor Brown was going to shut down the junction city psych uh, hospital? I mean, you have a crisis and you've got people, those people should not be living on the streets, the mentally ill. We should be taking care of them. But no, you don't want to do anything hard. So you just let them sit there. Um, that has to change because that's absolutely crazy. Do they give free Narcon? I'm sure they do. Um, there's more money in safe injection sites. Um, but how, when do we get to the root of the problem? It's like... Um, Politicians have built into an industry no interest in solutions as long as they can raise money and gain power from it. I totally agree with you, Tom. Um, I'm the, I don't think they're interested in in solutions. It's just, you know, and I, I was watching some sites in rural eastern Oregon. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Uh, Rise Dam Design? <laughs> um, I was reading some uh, blogs from eastern Oregon and people there are so frustrated. Because, you know, obviously we all have to pay into things and for things we don't use, but they can't even vote in a governor they want. And the governor that they got is spending their tax dollars on so-called solutions to homelessness when really they're, you know, well, why don't you ask people in rural Oregon how you solve the problem? Um, you know, I mean, there's there's other answers and you don't have them, obviously. You just can't throw money at everything. You can because it's not yours. Um, it's our, it's your money. It's your taxpayer dollar money. Um, okay. So here's another thing. Wait, wait, wait. Um, oh, so here's a problem I'm seeing in Montana now. Um, you know, the reason Oregon, and a lot of people don't know this because who would, unless you're in politics. Um, but the big problem as I see it in Oregon was gerrymandering. This has been going on for years, cheating, uh, Bill Bradbury's former secretary of state, used to be a friend of mine, one of the worst offenders, um, go in and change the boundaries. They have to be changed every 10 years when the census is done. So they go in and change the boundaries. They just did this in Oregon and they make it, they, they take, you're supposed to have like communities be in the same district. Okay. So a like community are people that think probably pretty similar, not necessarily Democrats or Republicans, but people who have more of a, like a rural mindset would be together. So when I lived in Camp Creek, Springfield, out in the country, we were we were in the same district as Cresswell and some people in Cottage Grove and Fall Creek. And then they tied in the University of Oregon and all the professors and the students into the same district. Now, ask yourself, why did they do that? Why they do that is so then those people outnumbered, they, they just basically make all of our votes in the country bullshit and they cancels them out. So they're cheating and they've done that for 30 years and now it, 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 it they got an advantage. That's why they have a, had a super majority. Now they don't, but they had a super majority because they've been cheating all these years. Well, now that's starting to turn up in Montana. Apparently um, the Republicans have put out a notice. I get a, I get stuff from Democrats, Republicans. And, and it said uh, the new lines were just drawn. I don't know why they are doing theirs now, but Oregon had to do theirs sooner. It's probably just a different rule. But 
they're doing them now. And they said they gerrymandered so that all these Eastern Oregon or Eastern Montana counties. And so I'm looking for people in Montana. I'm going to connect with some folks, find out exactly what this is, because I think people in Oregon should be interested in this because this is what happened to you. And now it's starting to happen in Montana. And it's like, you know, it makes me sick is why can't we just play fair? You know, don't go in and cheat. Don't go in and lie. Um, let people have their voice. Um, and, 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 and don't tell me something that, that, that is not true. Hey, David, what's this government officials top down need to eat their fiber, learn how to change their tire and remember where the country and food on the table comes from ranchers, agriculture, et cetera, farm raised and still working around the clock. No more PCBS, just work. No snowflakes melting in sub-zero temperatures. Cities become comedy central. And in the meantime, AI seeping through stealing many sales management and non-BL. Yeah, I agree. Hi, Rick, it's Jack. This governor will do more damage to our schools than the past governor put together. Yep, you're right. And the problem is um, she was elected by the Oregon Education Association, one of the most powerful um, blocks of money and voters in the country, um, in the state of Oregon. Um, they finance Brown, them and the AFL-CIO, uh, the unions uh, basically run the state of Oregon. Um, and in Oregon, the teachers union is super powerful. And I remember when I got money one time from an out-of-state um, guy at the last minute, and you don't report it right away because it became before the election because it becomes a huge scuttlebutt. Kate Brown got almost the same amount of money from the OEA about the same time, when it all comes out, the papers only did an article on my money, did nothing about Oregon education because they're because Oregon education is a, a great organization. So they did nothing and Brown did the same thing I did and I got lambasted for it, but I didn't give a shit. The election was over, I'd lost and it was like, fuck you, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Oops, well, now we have a R-rated show. Um, okay, so that's gerrymandering. Um, now, here's the other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about. Um, it's, so did you guys see that if you Google, um, can men menstruate? Google says they can. Did, did you see that? Google now says that if you Google it, the fact, the Google fact is that a man can have a period, can menstruate. <laughs> So then today, I'm listening to a radio commercial, and this is near and dear to my heart because it's prostate cancer. And this prostate cancer ad comes on and says, um, so if you are an adult um, dealing with prostate cancer, um, you can call this number. Okay, so wait a minute. If I'm an adult with prostate cancer, do women have prostates? No, despite the fact that when I was, after my cancer surgery, I was speaking at a meeting talking about prostates and you know that kind of stuff. And after the show, a woman came up to me and said, do, I, do you think I need to have my prostate checked um, to see if I'm getting cancer? And I just looked at her and smiled and said, no, I, I think you're fine. She was, okay, thank you. <laughs> well, she was just ignorant. She didn't know. I mean, it's kind of, 
funny. I mean, you have to admit, that's kind of funny. Men have prostates, not just adults. And so you can't, you know, so here's this ad. If, if you have, if you're an adult and you need, you know, and you're having prostate issues and it's like, no, if you're a man, a woman. So if a woman feels, so this is a trans thing. Okay. I mean, I, I have friends who are in the trans community. It's, it's not about trans. This is about stupidity. I mean, if you are a woman and you, even if you had the whole surgery, and became a man like you had a penis um, added and they can add testicles too. I don't think they do very often, but they can do that. I, I did a story on a woman having her, her, her penis tattooed. Her, her, I, they'll, they'll, they'll criticize me because I'm not saying the right terms, but it was a woman who was trans to a man. She had a penis added and she was having it tattooed to make it look normal. She was an interesting person. And, and so, but, but they don't, when they do it, a, a surgery like that, they don't put a prostate in there. So even a woman who has trans to a man is not going to have a prostate. So how can you say that? <laughs> I just, you guys, it is, it is just, it is to the point. Here's the deal. You know what I would love to do? I would love if there was a person in my audience, which I don't know if there is a, a Somebody in the trans community. I don't want some radical screamer or somebody's going to come on here and just. I want to understand this better. I don't get it. Um, I understand if a man and a woman, if a woman feels like she's a man. I have a guy that I went to college with. Um, he was a man and now he is a woman, um, or he identifies as a woman. And you know, I've had him on the show before. Perfectly fine conversation. It's not about that. But I don't understand that if, if that's your thing and that's how you feel, then that's fine. But this new attitude where I have to agree with that or celebrate that, first of all, it shouldn't matter if I agree with it. What do you care? I don't care if you care if I'm a man or if I, I don't care what you think of my sexuality or anything that I do. So why should I have to then adopt whatever your thinking is? Um, to me, you accept the person. You don't have to accept everything else about them. Now, there's people that there's a lot of people that don't like me anymore, um, you know, and, and 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 to me, biologically, it makes no sense. Um, so, you know, it's a whole pronoun and all that kind of stuff. I, I, don't, I don't do it. I'm, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. If somebody came up and said, you can't call me a she, you have to call me a he. Uh, OK, I'll call you a he. But if you ask me to call you a they, can't do that because you're a singular. So it's either an it or nothing, because or a man or a woman or whatever, because a they means two. And grammatically, that's incorrect. And I'm a grammar guy, even though I screw my grammar up a lot too. But do you see how crazy this is? It's like, you know, um, you can't bully people into um, accepting everything about you. I mean, I can't. I can't make people like everything about me. There's things people don't like. So I'm not going to change it. And I don't expect any trans person to change their attitude either. You shouldn't be who you are and be fine with it, but don't expect everybody else to be. And I guess that's how I live. You know, I'm, here's my opinions. Here's what I do. Here's my beliefs. Um, and if you agree with it, okay. If you don't, I'm not going to change my beliefs. It doesn't change me. And it sure as hell doesn't mean I can't, can't go sit and have a beer with you. But I think this whole 
thing of pushing people and you know i used to be called political correctness now i don't know what it's called i said crazy um it's just this attitude that you have to agree with me here's what i believe and you have to agree with me well if i as a guy who believes in god came up to an agnostic and said you know what from now on i want you to believe what i believe you have to agree with what i'm saying i mean nobody would buy that so why do I have to do it in other things that I don't exactly believe in in the same way as somebody else does? Should that be the beginning of a relationship? Just be yourself. That's all that matters. Yeah. And if you're, if you're, if you choose the trans life or it chooses you, then live it bold and bravely, but you can't expect other people to come along with you and to celebrate that if they don't want to, um, you know, we still live in a free country and that's not mean, it's not cruel. It doesn't mean you're, you're a hater. Um, how boring the world would be if everyone lived the same. Exactly, Laura. You know, but let me disagree or let me just, you know, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be mean to you. It, it keeps us divided. I think, Mr. Facebook user, that's exactly what this is about, um, is this is about keeping people divided and keep keeping people on opposite sides of issues. They don't want us to get along. So you know what? What if we just did a big fuck you and we started getting along? <laughs> How would that be? You know, but if there is a trans person out there who just wants to have a conversation and be on here with you, I am more than open to talking to you. I want to talk to you on the phone first and see, you know, what, what we're going to talk about. Um, but I'd be more than happy uh, to just explore that. Um, and, and, and that's the kind of questions I want to know. Um, if we all extremely scared, um, I think we need to scare the government actually. I mean, I think that if we started demanding, um, that, that better actions and, and, you know, and, and I don't know, I don't, I don't quite know how to do this. I'll tell you one thing. Um, it's one of the one things, one of the many things, I love about the change in my wife's in my life. Um, I do not feel that here. And I'm not pushing Oregon against Montana. And for those of you who get, you know, write me nasty things about you hate Oregon. It's like, fuck you. I don't hate Oregon. What I hate is people like you who tell me I hate Oregon. Because <laughs> you know what? Nobody does that here. They don't. I mean, I had a couple of weird comments today. I said the route wrong mountain range and some guy had to call me a hipster, which I took as a compliment. If I'm 63 and I'm a hipster, fuck yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. I'd rather be a hipster, an old hipster than an old crotchety man. So, but you know, but for the most part, people here are pretty open and accepting. Um, just, you, you do your shit and I'll do mine. They don't, you know, they're some of the warmest people. I met a little lady yesterday, Kathy and I went on a walk and we were, there's a little old lady named Karen, little, I call her little old lady, she's 80 and she has a dog and she's like, I mean, she's like walking on the pond in the ice and she comes up to us and she goes, Oh, you guys are safe out there. We stood there for probably 45 minutes and talked to her about her husband and her life and art and wildlife and everything like that. And it was so refreshing because I don't know if she's a Democrat or Republican or independent. It, it didn't matter. Um, she's just a really cool lady who just, you could tell she was really having a charming time talking to us too.
And, you know, you run into that here a lot is um, people just want to enjoy you. They don't want to tear you apart. What do you believe? You know, I mean, how many parties did I get disinvited to during the pandemic? Because I didn't agree with the pandemic. And now look, now look at the information. And where are all those people who were saying such nasty, snarly things about me not getting the vaccine? or thinking the mask was stupid. And now all this evidence is coming out that the mask was stupid and that the vaccine may not have worked and may not be working and may be causing more problems for people. Where are you now? Hmm? Yeah, where are you now? Um, you, 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 you bludgeoned us, you bullied us, you tried to shut us down. You, you caused me to lose some jobs and clients because of your snarliness. And it looks like you may just have been wrong. I'm, I, I don't, I'm, I'm listening for, I'm sorry. Yeah, like that's gonna happen. So what I'm gonna plan to do to counteract is I'm just gonna keep speaking out, keep doing what I do, um, loving people I can, and uh, ignoring the ones that I have to. And I suggest you do the same thing. But I am not gonna get in the camp of calling, using terms or doing this just to make people feel like, hi, Wendy, like, um, You'll never get, Laura says, I love Laura. She'll, you'll never get accountability from those who were wrong. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? Because they were so boisterous and so bold and brave. And now what do we hear? A hush falls over the land. It's the same with, with, with the whole um, <laughs> the, um, the classified documents. How funny is that? So Trump, and, and I'm not a Trump fan either, um, but, so, so, but I love hypocrisy like this when it's so called out. And it's like when somebody has a big, you know, Joe Biden has a big piece of poop on his face right now. And everybody's going, that's not poop. No, that's not poop. That's not, no, he didn't do that. Um, so Mar-a-Lago, big crashing in, all this going on. And, and Trump, you know, they make a call in the media. And then, and that happens before the election. And then Biden gets caught with secret documents at his house before the election, not a word, quiet till after the election. But now his, his poop is stinking and uh, it's getting him into a little bit of a, some hot water. But still, I get Democrats on here who come up to me and say, There's a, I have a lot of Democrat friends who are embarrassed and say, this is not what we want. But then I got those far, far left people that are, won't even get their head out of the box. And they're still coming on and saying, but, but Trump did it worse. It's like, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so you've got evil and evil, liar, liar, lawbreaker, lawbreaker. And one is still worse than the other. Does that remind you of being in junior high school, middle school for you younger people? And um, she's going on tonight, Captain Mike. Um, and um, 
and on the playground and people making up excuses for the bad things they did. I mean, can't we just admit as a country, they both messed up and we need better restrictions? Because as I've heard people in the CIA and stuff talking on radio, if, if a normal, a less than presidential person were to do the same thing, they'd be in jail. Both of them. So in, in the, in the, in the big picture, they're both criminals. They both did something really wrong. So I am more than embarrassed. I'm ashamed I wasted my vote. You know what, though? God is good. And here's the great thing about all this, I think. It's coming out. I mean, I've waited, and many of you, too, have waited for all three years of this bullshit pandemic stuff. Yes, there was a pandemic. And yes, COVID was real. And yes, I've had it twice, and Kathy had it three times. But the vaccine and forcing it on people and firing people for not getting it and um, and calling them out in the grocery stores for not having a mask on. When we all know now, we know they didn't work. And then, but people still hear, well, look at Oregon. We did so much better than everybody else. Well, look at our school kids. Are they doing better than anybody else because we locked them out of schools for two years? Huh? Yeah, reports are showing that too, aren't they? They're showing what's going on with that. Hmm. So are they gonna do better? So what are the, well, are we so fear-based that all we do is worry about who's going to die? What about the people who are going to die silently, quietly with heart problems now? Have you noticed how many people are dropping dead from heart attacks in their 30s and 40s and 50s that weren't before? I don't know. Is anybody asking the question? Dr. Fauci said we can't. We're not supposed to ask the question whether they had a vax. But yet you can ask me, Dr. Fauci, and, and shun me for not getting one. Huh. That's called the one-way street. Um, I read today that they want people to take the COVID shot every year now. Screw you. <clears throat> I haven't taken any of them. I'm not taking anything. And and I'd have people right call me and say, <clears throat> but Rick, you had cancer. I mean, you're you're in the high risk group. I said, I had cancer because something I was putting in my body and the environment and my genes didn't get along. <clears throat> so the last thing on earth I'm going to do is put an experimental vaccine in my body to, to do what? What's, gonna, what's that going to start? I don't know. And then they shun me. And it's like, have you had cancer? Well, no, they hadn't. So you don't even know where I'm coming from. But you know what? You don't care. Because then all you say is, everybody's just got it. It would all be over. Well, guess what? It's not over. <laughs> and you can't blame those of us who didn't get it. So it's just insanity. Um, and both my doctor and nurse told me they believe the COVID vaccine caused it. I've had friends that had that myo whatever, um, and they never had heart problems before that. Oh, I think in 10 or 15, 20 years, um, how old will I be? 83 in 20 years. I'll still be here probably. Um, <clears throat> if I'm in a movie theater, I'll probably, myocarditis, thank you, May. Um, I will be in a, a movie theater watching a documentary um, with younger people and there'll be a couple of older people in the room who were the pandemic panickers and they're going to have their head down looking down and I'm going to be watching this movie where they're talking about how foolish we were and how ridiculous it was and how how Nazi-like people acted 
and how how the government was trying to take over. And I'm going to be looking at a bunch of younger people in their 30s and 40s, and they're going to be looking going, how did they ever fall for that? Why would they do that? Who would he, who would believe that? Just like we do today when we see something about Nazi Germany and how the German people followed Hitler. It's the same thing. And we're going to be doing the same thing. But many of those people who did will probably be dead <laughs> because they got the vaccine. I'm kidding. I don't know. But do you know what I mean? I think... Um, yeah, just like lobotomies, May's a doctor. In fact, May's with um, BS Free MD. Yeah, just like lobotomies. It's so funny. People look at that and go, how could people ever have done that? I mean, even sticking hangers in your eye and sh sh chewing up their brain. Um, and we look at that from the 40s and 50s and think it's crazy. But back then, that was modern treatment. That was something experimental, but they were seeing some kind of result with it. So... Uh, the positive is that I taught many, it taught many of us that we are living fear based. You know, Laura, that is very good. See, and I think part of the problem for Kathy and me was we were in with a business coach um, who is since not our business coach, because uh, I think she didn't really like the way we thought about the pandemic, but she got us into this. Um, we were doing a whole study on fear and how you have to be fearless. You can't be afraid of, you know, anything in your business and your life and all this kind of stuff. So all of a sudden when the pandemic rose, Kathy and I are looking at each other going, oh my God, this is like a test. Um, yes, I've seen the died suddenly. That is an eye opener. But see, nobody, you can't, you can't put it on Facebook. Nobody, they won't let you have it on here. Um, but anyway, that was an eye opener for us because, you know, in the Bible, it says fear not because fear brings on more evil. So if they can get you, if leaders can get you to fear, they can just, they can manipulate you and, and look what they did in Oregon. I mean, it was more and more and I'm sorry. I know this is really, really hard, but we're going to have to lock down again. And it was over and over. See how much, how the puppeteer could control people and how much they could get. And then, but look at all the people who did. And then they shunned the rest of us instead of just going, oh, they think differently. No, we were the problem. We were killing people. I had people, I had people come on my lawn right on here. And then they'd send me messages and say, I hope that you and your family get COVID. And one lady said, I hope you die from COVID. Really? Like, that's where we're at. Two problems with that. One. That's a horrible thing to say. You wish I was dead because I think differently than you do. The second thing is that you are so fearful that you think that I'm twisting people's minds when your mind is the one that's being twisted and, you're, and I'm twisting people's brains. But you're that afraid, you're that insecure with your own that you, you wish me dead. Screw you. So for me, I think the hardest part of this whole thing is forgiveness, is seeing um, how working in the news business, you know, I saw how selfish and self-centered people are um, and how, you know, like sometimes you get a story. My favorite interviews were people that said, no, I don't really want to be on there. And then I go, God, 
talk them into doing it because that's the people I wanted. The people who wanted to be on camera, they just wanted to be the center of attention. You know, they wanted to have everything. But I think the hardest thing about this whole pandemic is to see how truly mean and evil people can be. And the things that I've had, I mean, I don't, I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I don't give a shit, you know. I mean, God's on my side. I, but the things people wrote to me or said to me that were friends, people that were like people I talked to and, and things they'd say, and you go, my God, seriously? Tom says a lot of people got injections to keep their jabs, their jobs. They hate it and fear what might happen to them now. I, those are the people I pray for because there's a ton of them. And you think, oh my gosh, you had to, you had to, you, you know, and look at all the people that were, you know, I think it's kind of interesting and I'm going to step on a real landmine here. Um, hospitals are in dire need of employees. Where the fuck were you when you were firing people and laying them off because they wouldn't get the vaccine and they don't want to come back to work for you. And, and then you overwork the people who did stay. So now they don't want to work in your business anymore. And so you're going to get on in the news and you're going to cry and whine because, you know, I, I need to go to the doctor, but they still require a mask. And I just don't want to do it. I'm just like, I don't want to go. You know, I'm, I don't want to, to put that on would be so freaking embarrassing to me. <laughs> Every time I used to put it on, I felt like a hypocrite. Like, like, oh my God, I felt like I was, you know, walking into a, I, I, I won't even use the analogy, Rick, you will learn eventually and sadly that people are evil and fallen. And at this point in my life, I'm not surprised when people say horrible things to me. You know, may I get that? And, you know, and Jason, Oh yeah, don't yeah, Jason, uh, Jameson, don't don't be worried about Jason. Um, I love this man. He's um, he's awesome. I was going to die because I'm a smoker, and now I'm not going to. Disease. I'm not happy. I'm going to see them have heart disease. Yeah, he, Jason, he he. Jason is a good man who marches to a different drummer. He used to come on my page and just tell me to fuck off all the time. <laughs> and then I realized that many love me. <laughs> so now if Jason says, fuck you, Rick, I go, fuck you, Jason. And that just means we love each other. Um, so yeah, don't, Jameson, don't, don't. And, and Jason, just so you know, Jameson is an outstanding human being just like you. Um, just two different places. And, uh, and you're actually both in the same kind of camp. You just don't know each other yet. So um, anyway, yeah, don't get all wrapped up in that. Um, here's the, yeah, Tom brings something up. Here's the whole thing, you know, and I've used this analogy so much, I'm sure you're bored with it, but I should get moving here too. This is getting long. Um, is, um, you know, you got Eugene, Oregon, where counterculture used to be like, cool hippies and people that had cars that said, don't trust your TV, don't trust big pharma, you know, don't trust government, um, burn your TV. Now, those are the people like us and the, the far left 
has become the, if just do what they tell you and we'll get over this. I mean, I know it's an experimental vaccine, but it's working. Did you hear the news? They told us it's working. And all this, it's only been out for a day. (laughs) It's like the whole world just turned. And now they bought into all this. And the rest of us are sitting here going, what? I'm more surprised in my life now when people are kind and treat me graciously. I've come to expect so much less from people. And here's the thing, May. This is what I will tell you. Um, That's why I love Montana. I feel like God's put me in a place where I get a a different, uh, like a, a new start. Um, and I'll tell you, it's been hard because I'm, I'm leery of people because I'm not sure what to say, but you know, the other day I'm on this machine next to a lady at the gym and she looked a little more Eugenie hippie kind of thing. So, you know, I'm on the machine and all of a sudden she flipped me some shit and I turned around and flipped it back and she goes, I knew you'd do that. I go, what? She goes, I could just tell you were like that. You do that. So we start talking. She goes, what brought you here? And I said, well, we left Oregon because and I said, um, you know, we just wanted to change. And she says, really? I said, okay, can I be honest with you? And she goes, yeah. So we left because of the way they treated the, uh, the pandemic. And we were just done. We wanted to leave, but we this just pushed us over the edge. And she goes, oh, my God, those masks don't work. The vaccine, I'd never get vaccinated. I'm a nurse and I'm a Democrat. <laughs> and I looked at her and I went, oh, my God, I'm in heaven. It's like. I'm back to where people don't think about their party. They're thinking about common sense. And my biggest fear living here is that it's going to, I see already this gerrymandering conversation and I'm starting to think, oh my gosh, you can't do this to Montana, you know, and I want to warn everybody. This is how it starts. This is how it starts. They come in and they start doing this. And I don't think it's some big plan or plot. But it's people who were tired of where they were because it was, you know, like Oregon's all screwed up. So then they come here and they vote like they did when they were in Oregon, expect something different to happen. So my prayer is that only people who have common sense and conservative values are going to come to Montana. And that's, that's, that's horrible. I've never been like that. But I don't want that, that, that it's, it's, it's a, a tyrannical, hateful ideology to come and ruin this beautiful place where people just are free to do what they want, Democrats and Republicans and independents. So I just wanna put a border around the state and just say, nobody gets to come in here (laughs) unless you love freedom more than you love your self gratification, you know? So, wow, you guys, you got a lot out of me tonight. I could get in big trouble for all this. Okay, so remember, next week, um, we are going to be, on Monday, we're going to be doing a show, and um, I want you to send in questions ahead of time that I can answer for you. Um, You can ask me anything, but just, we did this a couple months ago, and people loved it. Um, And then one of my favorite um, podcasters, Modern Wisdom, uh, Chris Williams, he he did it recently. And it was really fun just to hear his ideas. It was everything, all kinds of fun stuff, sometimes personal, some other. So go to that place and and just uh, fill out the little form. Doesn't we're not going to go seeking after you or ask you for money or anything like that. Um, And uh, and then follow us tomorrow night. What we're going to do is there's a uh, ice fishing uh, derby in Montana. 
here in Townsend and the Lions Club's putting it on. So I'm going to bring on some Lions and show you a little video and then bring them on. And we're going to talk about Montana and the event they're putting on and all kinds of stuff. So I think it'll be fun for all you Oregonians too, but we're building an audience here in Montana and they want to hear that too. But I think you guys will like it as well. Um, and, uh, and then on Wednesday, one of our clients, our sponsors, uh, JDEV Investments, they restore buildings, they buy properties, make cool things out of them, you know, provide really, they just, they're into developing uh, a great community. So what they did was they bought the Super 8 Motel in Cresswell where they need housing and they, they're creating like 64 units. Um, so we're going to be there showing to show you to uh, Tim, my, my buddy who works in Oregon for me. Uh, he's going to go over there and shoot a live. And we're going to show you this place, give you the prices on what it is. These studios, I'll have some two bedrooms. And, um, and so we're really excited about that. And then on Thursday, Bill London will be here. And, um, I might get these folks from Monroe who are really irritated, Monroe, Oregon, who are very irritated with the city. And I'm always good at that kind of stuff. May, I did see your video that you're doing better. Um, May is with BS, BS Free MD, um, one of our sponsors, and they do a podcast. And she had hip replacement and her second hip replacement. And May, you're so dang young that I was kind of going, May has a hip replacement. I'm guessing that you did things you weren't supposed to when you were younger. You wore that thing out. That would be my best guess because you're like a skinny little, you know, you're not, you're not your typical hip replacement kind of person. <laughs> it's a long story, she says. And Tim's a good nurse. Yeah, I bet he is. Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> That's her husband. <laughs> there's May and then there's Tim. <laughs> and you walk away scratching your head going, what? <laughs> But anyway, check out their podcast. Um, just go on Spotify or any of those. BS Free MD. Also, we want to thank Chris Dano Family Dentistry and Denture Center. Couldn't do this without Michael Bratlin. Um, his new message this month is about how if you guys want to change Oregon, what you need to do is run for public office. Get on a city council. Get on the planning commission. Get on a school board. That's where the changes are made. The Democrats did that really well, and you guys need to compete and do something back like that yeah just like me and kathy you may you are so right people go why she's so nice and i'm like i'm like the picture of nice i mean <laughs> anyway and then um who's our other sponsor oh those are the two for tonight and then may would you tell your husband that i do need a short video clip from you guys for um thursday uh, later in the week because you're sponsoring two shows this week just so you know and um so you will be in that one too so but i need the video clip so um and you know what to do all right you guys share this on your page because i can't write that in the title anymore if you write share in the title facebook won't share your post <laughs> but hey there's no censorship <laughs> no there's there's no censorship going on no nothing at all all right. Have a great time. Um, I will see you here tomorrow night. Thanks for all your involvement. You guys were great. Um, and I appreciate uh, Jameson's your apology too, to, to my buddy. Um, you're a good man.